This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Monday, June 1st. Starting off the month, starting off the week, I'm here with my co-hosts, Tony Sanfilippo and Ryan Wink. How are you guys doing this morning? I am doing good. It's great to be here uh, for almost, uh, we've been on the air for about a month now. This has been fun, but uh, yeah, look forward to being in the studio the rest of the week. And uh, and the last, following week. Yeah, and the following week. So last time you guys will see the goofy background for a while, but uh, happy to be here, man. Right on. Tony, Tony You uh, when do you head over there? Uh, I head, I'll, after this show, um, I head down to Denver to fly out, so I'll be... Yeah, I'll be in Reno later this evening and then oh, nice. the rest of the week. And awesome. Week. Weird to say two weeks. Normally it's just a week vacation. So Yeah, it'll be yeah. nice to have you out here just in time for uh, some rioting. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, we're well away from that. And luckily, uh, nothing here at the studio has been touched. But, uh, you know, it is, uh, it is a Monday. And uh, I was telling the guys before the show that uh, I woke up at about 45 minutes before the show started. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things where your eyes just shoot open and, you know, you get all flustered and, oh, crap, get clothes on real quick and head on down. But uh, luckily we made it. We've got a brand new show for you guys. Now, I wanted to ask you guys a question as I do every day. Um, I don't remember our graduation all that much. Now, Tony and I graduated together, and then Ryan was a couple years behind us same school uh, oddly enough but uh tony do you remember anything odd about our graduation anything strange or ryan yours um no i remember it uh how i remember uh graduating 2000 at carson high was finding a walking partner that was kind of hard like you and i didn't walk together i didn't walk with adam I ended up walking with Amy Scafidi because it was like a scramble. Like that seemed to be a big deal. Like, oh, you got to have somebody to walk around the Carson High track with. Sort of a last like, minute thing. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why we did a weird like walk around the track. But uh, yeah, that that era of my life was kind of, I don't remember a whole lot of that. So. Yeah, I would say my hair and my outfit. Back when you had hair? Yeah, back when I had hair, I don't <laughs> I had a nice uh, Jufro. It was it was <laughs> glorious. <laughs> I, I think we need to see pictures now. Just 
based I, on that. I, I'll send them. <laughs> it's uh, a sight to be held. I was going to say that, that that would be awesome. That's kind of like uh, the I was it the sophomore year or junior year when I had the uh, tinky winky bleach blonde hair when that was a fad in the nineties. Like I had the bleach the tips. Blonde. Oh, dude, but it was bad. It was like a skunk striped yellow. It was, <laughs> it was terrible. Unfortunately, it exists in the Carson High yearbooks. Like, that crap really happened, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, fashion of the 90s wasn't the best. But, uh, yeah, nothing overly odd about our graduation ceremonies. Obviously, we're into that time of year now where kids are starting to graduate, and they're looking for interesting ways to do it uh, during the time of coronavirus. But, uh this story involves that and, of course, our favorite penis-shaped state, Florida. So uh, seniors from Key West High School had a very Florida commencement, staging a socially distanced jet ski graduation on May 26th. Yes, you heard me right. The footage shows Somerset Island preparatory graduates, of which there were 11, according to local media, wearing caps and gowns and masks as they ride through Key West waters. In the video, graduates are seen pulling up to an anchored boat where the principal hands out diplomas with a grabber. <laughs> this is so Florida. Quote, the idea to have a jet ski graduation is a perfect example of the innovative mindset that permeates Somerset Island prep. I could not be prouder of the students and staff during these trying times, Todd German Somerset Academy's governing board chair said in the press release. I mean, it is very Florida, but it is, I'd get my diploma and just peel out and, you know. What, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, I'm, I'm going to the lake for a dip. Loma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm so out of sorts. I don't even have the soundboards ready. I'm starting early. That's how I, that's how I wake up in the morning. Puns, baby. Pun it. <laughs> Puns upon puns. Puns on puns on puns. I don't know. I, that would be fun, but like I said, it is the most Florida thing that I've seen in a while. <laughs> yep. it. Uh, Florida, is. it's a land of wonderment. It's a state of dreams, and uh, it's just never – it's a gift that keeps on giving, I, I, would, I would say. Well, we're all about, you know, what? two and a half, 3,000 miles away from Florida, but there is enough content that comes out of Florida alone just to keep us busy for an entire show. Yeah. That sounds fun. I just remember we had safe grad. You remember that? Like it was like your pledge to not go drinking and celebrating after, but then you just still managed to find like that girl that you're dating in the grade lower below, uh, below you come show up at your party and hook you up. <laughs> I just remember SafeGrad being weird. There was sumo wrestling and all kinds of weird stuff. Arcade games. Yeah, we were locked into the the community center the whole night. And there was always someone who snuck in booze. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I remember my ex-wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, she brought me, like, Cheetos and all kinds of goodies for, like, that bus ride. Because I think we all went to Great America, right? Right, in the morning. So you're up all night or whatever and then you take a bus to great america keep drinking (laughs) rally (laughs) and that was hoping this was like your one last chance on that bus ride to find that hottie you had a crush on in high school and try to sit by her only be disappointed that she sat with this other dude and you were next to a guy named clint that's like 400 pounds (laughs) I, i i just found a picture of my trip to great america my sister had sent it to me i'm wearing a white bandana 
<laughs> I, I, Ryan, you got to send over pictures. We'll post them up on Facebook because these sound amazing. That's awesome. I thought it was. I thought it was so cool. I had the curls popping out the bottom. My Echo shirt on. It was like. Did you feel like because he was big at the time with the curls and everything? Like who? Like Justin Timberlake at that time? Because yeah, know like Eminem and Justin Timberlake. Like Eminem and Justin Timberlake mixed together. <laughs> well, well, folks, let's talk about today's Monday show, shall we? Briefly, I hate Mondays. Hate them. Therefore, I decree from this day forward, there will be no more Mondays. It is Monday, so we've got Put It In Your Mouth Monday, where we talk about fast food creations from around the world and find out if my co-hosts will put it in their mouth. What is your soul worth? That's an interesting topic. Our call-in topic is something you learned the hard way as a kid. We've got our compilation that we've been putting together uh, titled Chill Out, Karen. At the end of the show is This Day in History. And when we come back, we've got Tony taking us through the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. And back to the show we are. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Monday, June 1st. We want to hear from you anytime, day, night, doesn't matter. We've set up a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line called the Phoenix Line where you can give us a call on any topic. You can chime in on how your graduation was weirder than Florida's. Not sure if that even happens. Uh, But uh, that number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. We'll put all of those together and play them in a future show now we are into the second segment of the show and as we do each and every day tony's gonna go ahead and take us through the entertainment news what up everybody it is monday june 1st and we are gonna roll out with the super entertainment news um we're gonna start in the world of star wars um ahmed best better known as It's a Jar Jar Binks. That was a terrible Jar Jar Binks impersonation. <laughs> I have not been able to get that down lately for some reason, but uh, Misa. <clears throat> Either anyways. Close enough. Yeah, yeah no gosh, it's, it's been a while on his voice. Anyways, so he was best known for uh, doing the voice of Jar Jar Binks, everybody's uh, least favorite character um, in the Star Wars uh, prequels. Um, however, he is coming back, but not as you might think um this week he will be um a new show will be debuting originally on disney plus will actually be coming to youtube instead um it'll be on the youtube star wars kids channel and it is called star wars jedi temple challenge which is a lot like the nickelodeon show legends of the hidden temple legends of the hidden temple so if you guys are fans of that or anyone that's listening that's a fan of that uh, there'll be 10 episodes um, they'll be starting this week, and basically, um, he is the host. He's excited. Uh, kids will be challenging. It was filmed uh, last year at the uh, Disney's uh, Disneyland's Galaxy Edge theme park, so before everything shut down. Um, but their kids are going to be testing their might and t- 
testing their Jedi skills. So if you're a Star Wars fan, should be a lot of fun to watch. Or if you grew up loving uh, Legend of the Hidden Temple, should be very similar. So yeah, um, I, I loved those shows growing up. Obviously, that was a big one. Guts, and then you know, for us kids of the '80s, uh, American Gladiators was the big one. American Gladiators was awesome. Bunch of jacked out, roided people. I would not my pyro. <laughs> I was wa- like that too. On Blaze, or I, could be wrong. <laughs> I, I like dodgeball when his dodgeball team is is the basically the gladiators, and he's like, "This is Blaze and Laser and Blazer." <laughs> <laughs> good, good tie-in with that. I like that. Um, other entertainment news today. Um, uh, the last Star Wars one, I promise. Um, this is what they wrote, not me, but here's some galactically awesome news. It appears that Disney and Lucasfilm are looking for a live-action version of Ezra Bridger from the hit animated show Star Wars Rebels. Nothing is known yet regarding the new series. However, Disney Plus is already off to a damn good start with how they've handled The Mandalorian. I do wonder who will be creating the series if Jon Favreau will have any input. Uh, that's the article. I didn't write it, but I read it as if I did. <laughs> Yeah. Did you guys see? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say. You know, I I enjoyed Star Wars Clone Wars as far as you know animated Star Wars properties go, but uh, never really got into Rebels. Yeah, I I didn't either. So, um, but if you are a fan of that, they'll be doing a spinoff. It seems like Disney Plus is going to capitalize on anything they can with the Star Wars uh, license, as they should. They paid a lot of money for it, so well, especially considering we're not seeing any new movies anytime soon. Exactly. Um, speaking of movies, did you guys like the Sonic the Hedgehog movie? I thought haven't seen you haven't seen it, Ryan. Uh, were Were you a uh, Sonic the Hedgehog video game fan back in the day? I actually was. the uh, The movie itself actually wasn't too bad. Went in with super low expectations, was pleasantly surprised, and of course, you know, you get Jim Carrey in his uh, you know best form. That's Sonic. He's the crazy hedgehog, as the guy at the movie theater told me. I wonder if he'll be back because the sequel is a go. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog was embraced, largely embraced by audiences and harmless yet humorous family film. So they are ready to milk this franchise. And James Martison and Ben Schwartz will be back for more in Sonic the Hedgehog sequel. It will also have Tales as he at the end of the movie spoiler alert sorry ryan but he urges he emerges from a portal so nonetheless it did well for its short run but it did get a lot of good praise so for a movie that looked like it was going to be quite terrible had to go back redo the look of sonic seems to be like they did the right thing and they'll actually get uh, a franchise out of it good for them yeah. no it just seems unrealistic to me a fast hedgehog <laughs> come on <laughs> That that's where you draw the line. Yes, the suspension like, of disbelief is one thing, but this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. I had to stop myself there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, in other news, um, it looks like Universal still uh, set to do their whole movie monster universe, as Ryan Gosling will star in the Wolfman as a reboot for Universal. So. They plan to still bring back their classic monsters and Mad Men back to the big screen 
So The Wolfman will star Ryan Gosling. No director is signed on at this time, but Universal is excited to get this going, and they're happy to have Gosling in place. They feel like with the successful reboot of The Invisible Man this year, um, they hope The Wolfman will follow suit. So, um, Interesting. Don't know if it's going to be a scary movie, but it does look like Bloomhouse or Blumhouse will be behind this franchise as well as The Invisible Man. If you guys didn't see The Invisible Man, it was actually a pretty good movie. So uh, it's got to be better than that Tom Cruise mummy reboot when they announced like Johnny Depp was going to be a, like a character and all this. And they were going to tie them all together. So Yeah, um, I thought that that was the whole plan behind the whole Universal Monsters was, you know, the Tom Cruise movie. I think it actually started with Dracula Untold with, uh, was it Dominic West or uh, Luke... Um... I forget his name, but uh, I thought that that's where it started. And they were taking it more in like the advent adventure side as opposed to the horror side. But it sounds like they've sort of refocused and with uh, the Invisible Man and now the Wolf Man, they're going to make a universe out of horror movies, which I actually think is probably a better idea. I agree because I saw that uh, the Mummy with Tom Cruise and it was not. Good. It was not good at all. It's pretty bad. I missed that one too. Uh, yeah, you. <laughs> you didn't miss anything. Yeah, you miss nothing. All right. So normally at this part, I would do a weekend box office report and tell you how box offices would do, but we uh, still don't have a box office to go see. So we'll call this the weekly watch report. And this just ranks the top movies that were on demand, uh, the most uh, downloaded and streamed movies of the week. And below... Um, DEG is the ones that do the ratings, the rankings for this. And uh, no surprise, the number one watched and downloaded movie this week was Sonic the Hedgehog. So, so no reason uh, not to have a sequel with the success it's having on demand. Uh, Birds of Prey was number two. Onward was number three. Bad Boys for Life was number four. Bloodshot with Vin Diesel, number five. Justice League uh, Dark Apocalypse War was number six. The Call of the Wild with Harrison Ford and Chewbacca, number seven. Not really Chewbacca, but uh, number eight was Fantasy Island, another Bloomhouse movie, um, which I heard was actually really good. I did not watch it. Um, number nine was Jumanji, The Next Level. Um, number 10 was The Gentleman. And then there's a bunch of other ones. So we'll just go there because I know we're getting ready to roll into the birthdays. So that is the weekly digital report, the top 10. I'll just keep it very entertaining. Top 10 only. So. Perfect. Well, that uh, does bring up today's birthdays. It's my All right, it's birthday time, boys and girls. Yesterday's birthdays, the only two I want to really mention was Clint Eastwood and Leah Thompson. Um, just their birthdays were yesterday. But today's birthdays, number one with a bullet, Tom Holland, a.k.a. Spider-Man, 23 years today. Um, friend of the show, I mean, he was on a couple weeks ago, Mr. Morgan Freeman, He's a young 82 today. That's right. Um, Heidi Klum, model, still looks very pretty, 46 years old. Comedian Amy Schumer is 39. Sarah Wayne Callies, she played Lori in uh, The Walking Dead and brought out this favorite part. 
That's uh, she is uh, 42 today. Alanis Morissette is 45. She was also God in Dogma. Terry Polo, who played uh, Pam Fokker in Meet the Fockers, uh, is 50 years old today. Hanging with Mr. Cooper, Mark Curry is 58. And Marilyn Monroe would have been 59 years young if she was still. She passed away at 36. But uh, Marilyn Monroe, heavenly birthday of the day. And that is your birthday news. All right. When we come back, it is our Monday installment of Put It In Your Mouth. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. And welcome back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Monday, June 1st. Now, we are all over social media. You uh, might even be watching us on Facebook Live or YouTube Live right now, uh, which we broadcast live every single day. And, of course, you can go there to catch any of the rebroadcasts as well. We're also available on the AUN-TV network. That is 15 stations across Northern California and Northern Nevada. And then if you do want to get a hold of us on social media, you can find me at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram at Christian Phoenix. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.sanfilippo, that's S A N F I L I P P O dot nine four, or on Instagram at Tony.sanfilippo eighty one. And Ryan is available at facebook.com forward slash Ryan.wink, or on Instagram at nameswink. And hopefully we'll get some pictures from him a little bit later on uh, his graduation because I can't wait to see those. But uh, as we do every single Monday, this is another installment of. Put it in your mouth. Get in my belly! In this segment, I go through some of the more unusual fast food creations from around the world and then ask my esteemed colleagues if they would put it in their mouth. So, uh, you guys ready to get going? Let's go. I was born ready. All right. Well, we'll start off a little subtle. Uh, the first up is the pumpkin burger from Burger King in Japan. Japanese Burger Kings offer the seasonal burger featuring slices of fried kabocha squash, often referred to as Japanese pumpkin, for a limited time back in autumn of 2012. Menu items you can find any time of year at the chain's Japanese restaurants include fried cheese bites, a hash brown topped Whopper, and hot dogs. But we're not talking about any of those. We are talking about the pumpkin burger topped with fried kabocha squash. Um, squash. Did I say squatch? Oh, <laughs> so squatch and not sa- sa- sass? Sass? Sasquatch? Yes, yes. That sassy squatch. Sasquatch. 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 <laughs> Remember Harry and the Andersons in the library? Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Oh, I love that movie. I got to go back and watch it. But uh, yeah, we're not talking about a furry burger. We're talking about kabocha squash on the pumpkin burger in Japan. Guys, would you put it in your mouth? <laughs> Zone. How about no? No, I was just laughing. Furry burger just made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> like a little kid, I'm just grow, grow up, grow I'm up. Trying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, for me on that, it just sounds sounds gnarly. Um, 
I would smash that squatch, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> you know me. You know I'm the I'm the adventurous eater. Uh, you, there, there's not much you have said no to yet. In fact, is there anything you've said no to yet? I, I don't think I have said no to anything yet. So you'd be hard pressed to find something. Well, let's see if this one will do it. It's called <laughs> the Baritza. It's from Pizza Hut in India. Starting in 2014, Pizza Huts in India began selling this pizza-flavored version of its rich dish, biryana, which comes topped with seasoned crust and a side of masala gravy. When it comes to their actual pizzas, some toppings you'll find only in India include soy protein chunks, paneer cheese, baby corn, and Lebanese spiced chicken. But here we are talking about the baritza, which is a pizza-flavored uh, bur... Biryani? I don't know if I'm saying that right. And, I think it's biryani. You would know better than I would. Uh, guys, is that something you put in your mouth? Tone? I, I got a feeling feel that would uh, that would tear my gut up and that would not be a pleasant uh, day for anyone around me. So I'm going to have to say no on that one. How about no? All right. I, I liked uh, the other things you were talking about. Incl- mainly soy protein chunks or SPC as they're as they're commonly referred to. You down with SPC? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know me. Okay, I, I think uh, if I ate soy protein chunks, I would blow soy pr- protein chunks. Have, have you ever had miso soup? <laughs> Not a big fan of miso. See, you guys are picky, Tony. Have you ever had miso soup? I have. It's not too bad. It's got soy protein chunks in it. Tofu? Yeah. yeah, I'm not bad. But I, I'm not, I, you know, it's funny. I've, I'm okay with trying like soy products and stuff. I've had some things were good. I mean, the last girl I dated, she tried to have me be adventurous and would get pissed when I wouldn't join the adventure a lot of the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, soy for me has always been a textural thing. It's just, it doesn't feel right. Yeah, I'm, I think, isn't the jury out on if it's actually healthy for you? Doesn't it? produce like a lot of estrogen in men and stuff like that that's what they say yeah i don't i don't do too much uh soy or try to avoid it but let's getting back to uh what was it the pete the the, uh, biritza Biritza. yeah i'd put it in my mouth right let's go get in my belly all right. Uh, this next one is uh, the McMolet or the McMolet, uh, depending on how you pronounce it, from McDonald's in Mexico. If you're eating breakfast at a McDonald's south of the border, you might try the McMolet. Three open-faced sandwiches topped with refried beans, cheese, and pico de gallo salsa. The version of the traditional molet substitutes English muffin for crusty bolillos or processed American cheese for Monterey Jack. Guys, is that something you put in your mouth? Easy, yes. Yeah. Yummy. Yeah, it it looks like a uh, uh, McDonald's breakfast uh, bruschetta almost, but uh, with refried refried beans. Actually, it looks pretty good. That we're all in agreement. We try it. We put it in our mouths. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This next one is seems more like that was kind of an afterthought. Uh, it's called the Cheese Top Burger from uh, KFC in the Philippines. This menu item is worth noting, if only for how inexplicable it seems to foreigners unfamiliar with Filipino cuisine. 
It's a chicken sandwich with a slice of American cheese draped inconveniently over the top of the bun rather than inside, bearing some similarity to ensaymadas, ensaymadas, pastries topped with shredded cheese. Other Filipino KFC offerings include Kung Pao chicken bowls, sweet sauce sp- uh, spaghetti, and the Maki Twister chicken wrap uh, made with Japanese mayo, mango, and cucumber. But here we are talking about the cheese top burger where they forgot to cook the cheese on the inside and instead put the cheese on top of the bun. I don't care where they put the cheese. The cheese is on there. It's going in my mouth. Get in my belly! Absolutely. I mean, it'd be nice if they had different cheese options like cheddar, Monterey Jack, things like that, but Hell yeah, I've tried. It sounds so half that stuff you mentioned at that KFC made me like wish the KFC here had it. Damn. Yummy. Yeah, it, it it looks good. It sounds good. Uh, KFC is not known for their burgers, but again, in this case, it is a, uh, a breaded chicken sandwich, and they just call it a burger. But doesn't matter where the cheese goes, just as long as the cheese is on it. All right, let's move to KFC, this time not in the Philippines, but rather China, with the Dragon Twister, Churritos, and Sweet Egg Rolls. So KFC got the jump on competitors when it opened its first Chinese branch back in 1987. They remained the nation's biggest fast food chain by catering extensively to regional tastes and dining customs. Menu items unfamiliar to Westerners include sweet egg tarts, seaweed rice bowls, Kanji rice porridge and sushi ritos. There's also the Dragon Twister, in which a thin, pancake-like exterior is filled with spring onions, sweet bean sauce, and a Peking duck-styled chicken fillet. And that's what we're talking about here. The Dragon Twister, guys, is it something you put in your mouth? Yeah, it sounds like a fun time. I would actually try it. Get in my belly! You had me at Peking duck. Yummy! Duck is delicious, and, uh, you know, I'm surprised more cuisines don't have it. I love duck. Duck is, yeah, I would I would eat it more often if it was more readily available. I, I find it more delicious than chicken. Uh, I would agree with you, actually. That's Bone good. You. So, yeah, duck is good. I've only had it a couple times, and it's, uh, both times I've had it, it's been delicious, so. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and hit up our last one. It's called the Veg Shammy Sandwich. It's from Subway, headed back to yeah. India again. Like McDonald's, Subway had to make their menu a little more veggie-friendly to gain a foothold in the Indian market. In addition to chicken tandoori and kofta options, there's also the sandwich with lentil-based veggie patties. Other meat-free options include paneer tikka with marinated cheese cubes, harabara kebab with spinach based patties, and even a Mexican-inspired veggie patty made with kidney beans and Latin seasoning. But we're talking about the Veg Chamois Sandwich, which, again, is the lentil-based veggie patties on a sandwich. Guys, is it something you would put in your mouth? I'd take a bite and try it. I know that's weird from a guy that hates vegetables, but surprisingly, you know, again, having the last girlfriend being a little adventurous, I've tried, uh, like, the Beyond Meat and the, you know, back when the sample ladies were a thing at Costco. I would try like veggie burgers and things like that. And sometimes they're actually pretty good. So long story short, yes, I would. Well, knowing you tone, you'd probably take one bite and one bite only of this. Yummy. And then I would say, and then I would be like, you going to finish that? 
<laughs> I've actually made a lentil-based burger before at my home, and it was pretty delicious. I'm a good cook. All right. Toot toot. Boy, I think we're... <laughs> we are batting a thousand with Ryan. Get in my belly! On things he would put in his mouth. Well, that, guys, does it for another installment of Put It In Your Mouth Monday with some more obscure things from around the world. Folks, when we come back, we're going to be talking about what your soul might be worth. Uh, Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And welcome back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Monday, June 1st. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or want to catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the Shows and Podcasts link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and you can find any of our previous episodes there. And uh, if you have a specific podcast platform that you like to listen through, we're available pretty much everywhere. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, iHeart, tune in, so many more. While you're there, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends. As always, sharing is caring. Now, with this segment, guys, I wanted to talk a little bit about a story I came across and uh, then get your guys' thoughts on uh, something that I'll pose here in just a second. But the story is what's the price of a soul? Well, it's about $10 million, according to Grimes. Ahead of her upcoming online art exhibition titled Selling Out, The avant-garde artist has announced that the title piece of the collection will be a legal document that entitles the purchaser to a percentage of Grimes' soul. That nugget of Grimes' essence will be sold along with sundry of other prints, drawings, and photographs by the singer whose given name is Claire Elise Boucher, but prefers C, according to Bloomberg. The 32-year-old Canadian musician told the magazine this week that she doesn't actually think it will sell. Quote, I didn't want anyone to buy it, so I said we should make it just $10 million, and then it probably wouldn't sell, she said to the outsized uh, starting of the outside starting bid. As she discussed the legitimacy of the stunt with her lawyer, she became more intrigued with the concept, she said. Quote, the deeper we got with it, the more philosophically interesting it became, said the new mom of baby XAEA-12, born earlier this month, Uh, The father is SpaceX CEO Elon Musk, who is 48. So uh, Grimes is selling her soul for $10 million to whoever the high bidder is. And uh, it got me thinking, you know, we're not a religious show. We're not a political show. Uh, Wanted to, to think about some of the celebrities who are inexplicably popular or famous for no good reason other than the fact that they probably sold their soul to get there and just sort of cap things off i'm thinking uh, you know any of the kardashians would be top of my list yeah you stole that one from me is that that's exactly <laughs> what i was thinking i was like kim kardashian chloe kardashian whatever else of uh, the other sister kardashian probably Mom starts kardashian. with a k yep all of them <laughs> wasn't there the the jenners too like all that yeah the jenners the kardashians you know you know who i thought about was the cash me outside girl yes you know, 
Catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> He's a millionaire. It, and it's crazy that these people become famous for no good reason other than, uh, like her, some weird catchphrase, and then she makes a, a musical career out over it. Um, the other one that sort of comes to mind as far as, like, YouTube stars is, uh, is it Logan Paul? Oh, yeah, he's the one that was filming the riots down in uh, Arizona. Yeah, he got busted, and he seems to get busted for stupid reasons, but inexplicably, he is famous for no good reason. How about Takashi 6 9 You ever heard of him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome tats on your face, bro. Like, that guy, I've tried to listen to his music a couple of times. It was... It's not good. Worst. Well, and he, he recently uh, got the highest, was it Instagram live count of all time? I think he was released from prison after they were letting people with minor offenses go dur during the coronavirus. And then he came out and did some sort of rant and dance. And um, it's just crazy to think that somebody like that could get the highest Instagram live count in the world. And his were minor offenses. A lot of people are speculating he was a, a snitch. Oh. Not that snitch as Carol Basket. <laughs> oh, there's another one. Yeah. <laughs> that whole Joe Exotic thing, man. That guy, I mean, just with the train wreck that is, the whole Carol Baskin and Joe Exotic, like every one of them are so famous. Like I, I posted on the Christian Phoenix page, they've all become garbage pail kids, parodies now. They've got, I mean, they're more famous than they should be, you know, just, it's just, it's just based off just a little goofy documentary has lifted them to pop culture phenomena, you know, you think At she least did it? You think Carol Baskins did it? I think not only did she do it, I think uh, she went one step further than selling her soul to become famous. She actually sacrificed her ex-husband to do it. <laughs> Apparently he's under them tanks, if you ask Joe. Look <laughs> under the tanks. What's under the tanks? You're going to find it, but I guarantee you. All you need to do is dig up the tanks, and you're going to find it. <laughs> <laughs> what about some more mainstream celebrities, people who have actually been in movies and 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 done things that they could be considered actors? You know, what comes to mind for me is like Kristen Stewart. You know, anybody acting with her is acting against a cardboard cutout. She has zero personality and is just dead behind the eyes. You just unfriended us on Facebook because you said that. I, I don't mind. Are you guys big fans of uh, Brendan Fraser's acting? No. <laughs> Back in the day, it wasn't too bad when it was, you know, that little bit over the top in the mummy movies, but... You know, he went on to, what, George of the Jungle, and it got bad. No, his acting to me was just always so terrible. <laughs> it really is bad. There's <laughs> another bad actor. Uh, Polly Shore was pretty bad back in the day. <laughs> yeah, but he, his, there was I don't know, know if his fame, what's that? He said he was funny, I guess, for the time. You know, I love son-in-law. That that was great, but take your style and my style and interweave up. <laughs> He's just a dude that was just hyper on camera. That's all it was. <laughs> you know, his mom, Mitzi Shore, was I think she was a founder of what is it called? The uh, the comedy, comedy store. store. Yeah. 
Yep, Mitzi. <laughs> Mitzi. Hey, Mitzi. Apparently, he's making a little bit of a comeback, though. Is he? Yeah, yeah. I've heard him popping up in different projects here and there, and and I, I think he's toned it down a little bit. I like I like Paulie. I saw him do stand up. This was like early two thousands, though, and he was pretty bitter still, like blaming Adam Sandler for taking all his move. Like I don't know, he was just. He was bitter. He was bitter a, at a low point, I think, around that time. Yeah, he was. And he disappeared. He did like he did like that. This is Polly Shore, and it was like a super dark movie. It was like <laughs> not what happened to the weasel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where you guys stand on Chrissy Teigen? Oh, is that, is that John John Legend's wife? Yes. Right? I like her Twitter banner with Trump, like that stuff going back and forth is kind of funny. But uh, as far as like uh, the only thing I've ever seen her on is the lip sync battle. Oh, God. right. And she's so annoying on it. <laughs> she's an, oh, she just bugs the crap out of me. Everything she does. And, and again, it's what is she famous for? John Legend. I know. She, she married a legend. <laughs> yeah, she married a legend. That's. That's it. I mean, no, I, I don't to, know. Yeah, yeah I, I don't. She was she was famous before that, but now she like shows up as herself and everything. I don't know if you guys saw the uh, Between Two Ferns uh, movie on Netflix. I watched part of it. Okay. I didn't get through it. She was a fairly big part of that movie, and again, showed up as herself, and and I don't know, just one. No, I, Go back in the day, you know, someone that I just, I couldn't stand and they, thank God they disappeared, but was Paris Hilton. Like, geez, yes. that, was, that was a bad run. Woof. <laughs> and actually back when I was in the car business, I brought uh, two cars, one for her and one for her sister. And they were about as shallow as you expect them to be. What wow. did you do? I worked for Mercedes-Benz back in the day and uh, had a deal where they got two new convertibles, so brought them up to them at their home, and uh, boy, they were just ugh, awful, awful human beings. Wow. Yeah. I wrote, I I did have a head nod wave moment with Paris Hilton once at Burning Man. <laughs> I was walking to the porta potty in the morning. She was riding by on her bike. I was like, sup, P? <laughs> <laughs> I've had no interaction, so both both you guys of the show have had the interactions, but I have not, and I'm not. But great stories, though. Yeah. Well, we're headed into our long break, uh, folks. I'm just going to leave you with this: two words. Justin Bieber definitely sold his soul. So, uh, folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back, uh, you know, we've got the top of the news, and then we've got our call-in topic. We want to hear from you guys. Something you learned the hard way as a kid. We've all got stories. We want to hear from you on it. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys on the other side. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. 
Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Gentlemen, I wash my hands of this weirdness. Thank you, folks, for sticking with us on this Monday, June 1st. It is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. We are into our second hour of the show. And as we do, this is the interactive portion. We want you guys to get involved. We want you to call, light up those phone lines at the end of this segment, as soon as I drop the topic on you. And, uh, yeah, let us know your life experience, what you think. And, uh, yeah, so that number is 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255, toll-free from anywhere in the world. Again, 844-790-8255. Now, the topic today is something you learned the hard way as a kid. We all do it. We all have to grow up. Obviously, if there's uh, things, if we did everything right, then uh, there would be no past to work off of, uh, you know, as, as we grow and learn as human beings and adults. And so, uh, I think for our generation, you know, we grew up kids of the eighties and nineties. Parents were a little more hands off. You know, we could roam the streets until it got dark. Uh, there were no helicopter parents, no snowplow parents. And, uh, you know, the one life lesson that really sort of, uh, strikes me is, uh, when I was a kid, I was standing on the couch, the edge of the couch, and, uh, of course, slid off and slammed my chin against the coffee table, opened it up, blood everywhere, uh, had to get multiple stitches, but uh, needless to say, I didn't stand on the furniture anymore. What about you guys? Any uh, major life lessons that you learned as a kid that uh, you, know, you, you know not to do now? Yeah, um, one of the biggest ones, so as a little guy, one of the big things is I learned if you're going to be a stunt man on a bicycle, learn to pull up if you're going to jump off things. Because if you don't, you go fake. You know, I got the wind knocked out of me. I jumped off my dad's uh, race car trailer and I had this really cool stunt because a bunch of us kids used to have like GT interceptors and would jump. You know, you'd go down to the 7 Eleven jumps, which don't exist anymore, things like that. But uh, I didn't pull up and I ended up face planning and that being painful. A second thing I learned the hard way was as a young teenager, I hung with some cool kids and they offered me some chew at a young age. And I was like, yeah. So, so what I did is I thought you chewed it, you know, like the dumb little beef jerky ones you get after your baseball games and you take your little coupon and get your little Bowman baseball card. Well, anyhow, I took the cha. I put, I, I get it. Now you put it behind your lip. But I put it in my mouth. I thought you literally chewed the damn thing, and I swallowed it. Oh. One and only time I've ever put chew in my mouth. That was the first and last time. I puked, and I remember how painful that was. So I learned the hard way. Do not chew tobacco. Literally, don't chew Oh, hell no. Ugh, yeah. That's a good life lesson to learn. What about you, Ryan? (laughs) Well, my stomach is turning because I've also done the chew thing, and I know what you're talking about you've never been so sick i was reminded of the sandlot when they all do chew and go on the carnival ride <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it really man i've 
that was one of the most nauseous, sick feelings I've ever had. Oh, so bad. <laughs> Same thing as I tell the story, I can feel it turd. I, I keep brings back that. I feel yeah. It's it's statement of what not to do after you've done it. You're like, oh yeah, that was a bad idea. My mouth is watering right now. Gunavam. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's something you never, ever forget. Uh, another one I was thinking of is, uh, you know, when I was little, you know, I, I love animals, and uh, a friend or a family member had a cat that they said, you know, whatever you do, don't rub the cat's belly. He doesn't like it. And so me as a kid thinking, oh, the cat likes me, the cat loves me, cat lays down on its side and its back, and I go down to rub the belly, and, I mean, just the claws and the fury that was unleashed on my arm, uh, yeah, I, I since then have not been a big fan of cats. Harold Baskin. <laughs> I, I I I learned so many lessons growing up the hard way. I've I've learned most things the hard way. Uh, that's just my adventurous spirit, I guess. But one that came to mind, I remember my dad's friend showed up. There was some sort of event or holiday at my grandma's house. And my dad's, one of his best friends growing up, rolled up with a Harley. Beautiful Harley. And I was just mesmerized. I don't, it was like the first time I really remember seeing a Harley. And so when all the adults were finally at the house, I'd like walk over to the Harley and I'm checking it out and kind of look around. And then I get up on the Harley, straddle it, and then it just falls over. (laughs) Max, the cement, it was on the cement driveway and it just, tore up the side and I had to go and come clean that I just like effed my dad's friend's Harley. I got in a lot of trouble. And I remember that feeling, you know, when you do something and you know, it's really bad, like, like probably the worst thing up to that point you've done. My stomach just dropped and I was just (laughs) terrified, had to go come clean and, yeah, I think my dad had to uh, pay for that mistake. That's a, that's a tough one too. Like I, I could totally picture young Ryan doing that. Did you have like, did you have curly hair at the time too? And uh, it was short, so it was it was just you know not this short, but it was uh, <laughs> probably scraggly, little that's, messy. Did you think like, eh, hey, nothing's gonna happen to me? And then you do it, and you're like, oh crap, like that just happened. Dad, if you're if Dad's listening, call in and t- tell your side of that one because I would like to hear your perspective because that was my little kid perspective. <laughs> well, and as a little kid, that's the point where you have to make the decision. Okay, do I go tell somebody or do I just run away from home? I may have, I, I may have even ran away, and in my in, and in my mind, I'm, I went and came clean. I maybe just waited till someone noticed it was downed. You know. I don't know how it happened. (laughs) Well, folks, we want to hear from you. What were the life lessons you learned as a kid that uh, basically changed the way that you live today? That number, we're opening the phone lines right now, is 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Toll free from anywhere in the world. Give us a call now. Everybody's got stories. Don't be shy. And uh, can't wait to hear them. So uh, give us a call. We'll talk to you on the other side.
Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Monday, June 1st. This is your time to shine. We want you to call in 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255, toll-free from anywhere in the world. And we are talking about hard life lessons you learned as a kid that have resonated with you today. Uh, Still waiting on some callers, but uh, during the break was thinking about one that, uh, you know, basically when it comes to going to the movies, uh, there is a limit to the amount of treats that you can put in your stomach. And... uh, definitely something I found out the hard way. Uh, you know, you, you go, you get a, a nice big tub of popcorn, obviously just coated in butter. More butter, the better. And then uh, obviously got that uh, wonderful large size thing of red vines as well. And uh, I was probably, what, 10, 11 years old, decided to eat them all. And then uh, the family decided, you know what, let's go out to dinner afterwards. So we head headed over to the local Mexican restaurant and uh, got there and uh, proceeded to lose everything that I had eaten in the movie theater in uh, a bunch of uh, white, yellow, and red chunks all down the stairs in the uh, (laughs) Mexican food place. And every time we passed by, uh, we called it El Barfo. (laughs) Good morning, everybody. Let's go to El Barfo tonight. It is a good time. <laughs> oh, between the chew story and that, I'm like, my stomach is churning. And I ate, I don't know, I ate some bad nuts last night. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, I got into I got into some macadamias last night my, here at my buddy's house, and uh, I was like, of course, I throw a handful in and chew and swallow real quick. And I'm like, mm, aftertaste weird. And I'm like, bro, I think I think your nuts have gone bad. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, nuts don't go bad. He's all smell them. And then I was like, you smell them. And he's like, smelled. He goes, oh, I think they're bad. <laughs> I was like, Dang it. Are we talking about macadamia nuts or uh, something else here? Hey, bro, calm down. It's Monday, all right? Macadamia Monday. Macadamia it's- Monday, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! No, I uh, I thought of another one, but I learned this the hard way from watching my dad. Dad, if you're listening, I may have even told this story on the air already, but it's a good one and worth a revisit. All right. We're on our way to my sixth and my sister's eighth birthday party. Our birthdays are two weeks apart. So my parents had split at this time, but they were they came together to take us to this place called Bullwinkles, which had the bumper boats, the arcades. You know, the go-karts, all of that. So on the way, my dad is a ham, right? So the song Tequila comes on. So he's he's doing the the Pee-wee Herman. Car full of kids. My mom's in front of him. So he's just showing off dancing. And, you know, my dad likes to check reactions of the crowd that he's entertaining. And I do the same thing. I'm a lot like him. So he's doing doing his dance, doing his thing, and he turns around. He's like, huh? You like it? You like it? And my mom's had stopped at a red light in oh, front, no. and he just plows into the back of my mom's car. She had a car full of kids. My dad had a car full of kids. All the kids crying, bloody noses, whiplash, party ruined. 
we were going to have a slumber party after. So lesson learned, keep your eyes on the road, especially with children in the car. <laughs> that is a good lesson. Now, the big question is, did you make it to Bullwinkles? We didn't. No, <laughs> it was over. It was oh. done. We yeah, went home, and I think one kid stayed the night. Oh, that's so sad. It's that, sad, but, you know, we got a story out of it. Yeah, definitely. Like a life forever story. So. Anytime I hear that song. <laughs> <laughs> Tra- traumatic memories. <laughs> traumatic it's funny memories. That, uh, the, the Pee Wee Herman one, because I like to just randomly do the, the Pee Wee Herman thing. And I think it was two years ago at spring training in Arizona, I was at a Whataburger and uh, I'm going over and I'm filling up the soda and there's this uh, Hispanic gentleman and they're playing the tequila song on the overhead. And he just out of nowhere, he's just he starts doing the dance. He goes, Herman. And I look at him and I'm all, ha! and he goes, Herman, <laughs> Pee-wee Herman, you, you know the Herman. And I just it was just random because he just totally started doing the dance like at the soda machine. It was like, OK, you hit him with a laugh. Yeah, I made him laugh when I busted the Herman noise. Then he'd smile big and call me Pee Wee Herman, and then he walked away. <laughs> <laughs> you just need the bow tie now. Ah! <laughs> you actually would. That wouldn't be a bad costume for you. I think yeah, Tony could probably, pull it off. I probably could with the hyperness and just being a weirdo. Yeah, I And I think you get the voice going, too. I could <laughs> tell by the laugh. You got it. You got it in there. You got some Herman in you. I got some Herman in me. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> you, love, you love the movie theater? I'm a, I'm a rebel. <laughs> That's week. That's on my day. Oh, man. Uh, Boy, we're taking man. this show to dark places. No one's called, so... Uh, well, let's see. What else did we learn the hard way? There was one uh, in junior high. This was the, the hard way to learn that wrestling wasn't real. I actually Wait, what? joined... Yeah, well, tell sixth grade Tony this, oh, okay? Okay. So uh, I joined the Eagle Valley wrestling team. You know, you had to wear like these really tight singlets that were very uncomfortable and you're on top of guys and it just, I'm like, where's like, there's no ring. This is kind of weird. Well, anyways, there was one heavy set dude and I, he was on his back and I remember coach Jones, he's like, all right, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta finish the match. And, and uh, I, at the time, my favorite wrestler was Brett the Hitman Hart. So I slapped this big dude in the sharpshooter, which you put your leg between his legs and you take them two big meat calves, you wrap them, flip that bastard on his, on his stomach. And you sit back and you cinch that thing. And I locked that on him. He was squealing. And I remember coach Jones was like, no, no, what are you doing? And I was, and I was and that kid was tapping out. Oh man. But I got sent to the principal's office. I got in some big trouble. And then that wing, was the next yeah, yeah, wing night. Yeah, yeah. I coach, coached. I wrestled for Eagle Eagle Valley too. Coach Jones was pissed, and that was the last time I ever did that. But I stuck with wrestling, uh, Matt wrestling through junior high because Coach Jones was cool. But yeah, he always called you a wing nut. But he freaked out, man. I think he saw early lawsuit when I put that kid on his stomach and slapped that sharpshooter on him. Yeah, at least at least you didn't drop an elbow on him. No, <laughs> no, I didn't do that. 
<laughs> well, folks, we are talking about life lessons we learned as a kid. There is still time for you to call in and tell us about the life lessons you learned as a kid. That number is 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. Don't be shy. Another one I was thinking about is, uh, you know, as a family, we love to go camping. We still love to go camping. And, uh, you know, at night you start up the bonfire you bust out the marshmallows and uh, the best uh, s'more stick was always the old um, uh, coat hangers the wire coat right. hang exactly and so I remember my brother uh, put his marshmallows on and was toasting it and of course it caught fire and so to blow it out he reached up grabbed the the hot steak to blow it out blew it out and then realized that he had just burned a gash into his hand and uh needless to say he never did that again ouch yeah yeah guess what guys we've got a caller who do we have here on the line it's kendra hey kendra how you doing today i'm well how are you good good so what was the life lesson you learned as a kid so, you know, it's always after one of your parents says, don't do that. Of um, course. And mine was actually riding my bike barefoot. I ended up uh, lifing, you know, probably five layers off the bottom of my foot, and I had to walk like, on the side of your foot, you know, like, touching the bottom. Um, so, yeah, that was my uh, important life lesson. Ooh, did you try to put your feet down to stop, or was it one of those uh, caught-in-the-chain situations? No, I, I think I actually crashed my bike and cut it on the chain. You know, because it was one of those Schwinn banana seat ones with the claws. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We're all over here cringing. That does not sound like fun, but uh, I'm willing to bet you always wore shoes again after that. Yeah, it's very rare that I go out of the house without shoes on. <laughs> Well, Kendra, thank you for calling in. That was definitely a good life lesson. Yeah. Yeah, have fun, guys. Thank you. Yeah, that's uh, anytime you hurt yourself, you know not to do it again. Absolutely. I'm supposed to ask Wink, uh, one of your buddies, Heavy Hida. He wants me to ask you about the DDT. (laughs) (laughs) He he shot that. Oh, that's my brother right there. Yeah, he he knocked me out with the DDT one time. <laughs> we had uh, we uh, we had been doing a, a little bit of drinking at the time, and uh, he's 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 a little bigger than me, you know. He's my big brother. He, he uh, he's got me by probably two hundred pounds. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> heavy. He's a real heavy hitter. He he ninety two. He he uh yeah he I laid there. I don't know how long I was out. But uh, I think I just stayed down for the rest of the night. <laughs> I I don't blame you. I mean, it, it, the the wrestlers make it look more painful than it probably is in the way that they do it. And some of them are painful. But uh, when you're you know drunk and you don't know what you're doing, you drop one of those on somebody, and uh, yeah, you're you're definitely down for the count. I hope he learned a life lesson with that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Not cool, bro. Friends don't DDT friends. (laughs) Well, folks, we've reached the end of the segment. Thank you, Kendra, for calling in. We always love the participation and heavy hitter following up on Facebook. When we come back, we're going to be talking about Karens and uh, what they need to do to chill out. So don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys on the other side. 
To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Monday, June 1st. We have set up a little thing called the Phoenix Line. It is a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail system where if you want to call in without the burden of speaking with a live human being, you can do so by just leaving a message. You can chime in on something you learned as a kid, a hard life lesson, uh, or our next topic, talking about Karens, maybe a Karen in your life. But uh, in any case, keep it entertaining. Let us know what you think. We'll put all of those together and put them out on a future show. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. So as I mentioned, the topic now is Karens. You know, if uh, you have been anywhere in the zeitgeist of what's been going on recently, there has been an influx of quote-unquote Karens. These are women who are entitled, who think that they know best, that call the cops on poor kids who aren't doing anything to upset anything whatsoever or think that, uh, you know, they they should be the letter of the law. Um Tony, Ryan, any specific Karens come to mind for you guys? Yeah, I'm not going to talk about a few of them on here because they may watch, so <laughs> I won't do that. But, uh, but I'll, I'll go with one I, I encountered in Vegas um, a few years back. Um, it was on a monorail, and this lady, uh, she like, you know how like the door's shut and you have to get on before it closes? Well, the lady, she like, sticks her hand in there and then she's like it's got me it's got me Ah!" so we all try to pry the door open to get it open for this lady and then when we finally do it turns out like it's just her purse it didn't have her hand all she had to do was let go of her purse so we're like telling the driver stop and you know don't take off because that would have been horrific so we finally get it open and she gets on and she's looking at everybody why are you looking at me stop looking at me why you don't stare at me you're all weird and it was just like chill out man you're the idiot that freaking drew all the attention to yourself Freaking Karen. <laughs> what about you ryan any uh, karen's come across in your life um, i i had an incident when i was a kid in alaska where i got involved with this altercation with this kid on my bus and i thought it would just be left at that but the next morning he had a karen mom and she was at the bus stop they, she gets on the bus with the kid. They point at me. And then once I, when we get to the school, the principal's waiting. So then I have to walk with Karen, her kid, and the principal to the principal's office. And I apologize to the, like, I apologize to the kid. I apologize to the mom. I'm like, look, I'm sorry. And she goes, well, sometimes it's just too late for apologies. <laughs> Ooh, it, unfortunately, that is more prevalent now than even back when we were kids growing up. It's just, you know, kids want to regulate everything or parents want to regulate everything going on in their kids' lives. And, you know, unfortunately, there are some Karens that come out of it. I feel bad for women actually named Karen who aren't Karens. Good ones. The good Karens. (laughs) The good Karens. Good Good Karens, bad Karens, weird Karens. Well, I I found a list of uh, some Karens and some responses to Karens that I wanted to run through uh, real quick in this segment. The first is a chalkboard outside the front of a coffee shop that says, come in and try the worst coffee one woman on TripAdvisor had in her life. I'd say that is fantastic marketing. <laughs> Karen Chino. 
<laughs> so glad I had that pulled up. <laughs> Here's one for you. August 21st, a Facebook event saying, uh, free event, solar eclipse party. Woman responds in the comments, most kids go back to school that day. Can it be done on a weekend? <laughs> that's that's a stupid Karen. That is. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow we are rolling in our eclipse talk into uh, this week. Talked about it a couple times last week, and oh, yeah, we do. Eclipse keeps coming up. It does. It does. We're gonna need to get that sound bite. Total eclipse of the. Oh wait, let me better it. Oh. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, here's one uh, from a Twitter Karen. If vaccines were healthy, you could put it on a spoon and eat it. Try it. You'll die. And then somebody replied back to that. If broccoli was healthy, you could put it in a syringe and inject it into your bloodstream. Try it. You'll die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know what I thought about that? Another Eddie Better song. Karen is spoken. Yeah. Karen has spoken. <laughs> Karen has spoken. <laughs> oh. here's one uh, from twitter the girl sitting next to me gave herself an insulin shot in class yesterday and the girl next to her said can you like not do that right now <laughs> and the uh, original girl replied back uh no karen i'd like to live <laughs> karen in training oh yeah how do you like not like that? That's so disgusting. Ow! I have diabetes. Can you like not? Ow. Unfortunately, My Karen's God. breed future smaller Karens, and it's it's just sad. Karens beget Karens. Yep. Yeah. My name's Karen, and I approve this message. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this next one was going to be a math one, but uh, I got started so late, don't feel like doing the math in my head. Uh, here's a Twitter one from a Karen. Americans need to know date to to know date certain when this will end. The uncertainty for business, parents, and kids is just not sustainable. Um, boy, that did not read well. Uh, <laughs> Karens usually don't. Yeah, no. basically, basically, in the time of uh, COVID nineteen, she wants to talk to everybody's manager and make sure that uh, you know businesses and parents and kids uh, you are know, all on the same page of when things will open. Parents are the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she is a Karen. Carol Baskin is actually her real name is Karen Baskin. There you Karen go. Baskin. <laughs> She's trying to hide. She thought she could switch the spelling, add an L instead of an N. You know what's going on, Karen Bashkin. <laughs> We're on. What's yep. what's what's under the tanks, Karen? <laughs> <laughs> now here here is a meta Karen. This is a Karen on Twitter who's commenting about Karens. She says Karen is not a slur. It is a stereotype. White women earned by raising monsters, voting for monsters, and behaving like monsters. Our behavior is so atrocious to everyone except us that our own children are making memes and videos mocking us. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I like I like the uh, self-reflection. 
And, and haircuts. The self-reflection that only a Karen could have. You know, and those haircuts, too. We can't forget about the Karen haircut. <laughs> a meta-Karen. A meta-Karen. <laughs> I met a Karen once. Yeah? Was she a, a true Karen or just Karen in name? I was making a joke. You said meta Karen, and I said I met a Karen. <laughs> I got it. I was just rolling with you. Oh, oh, nice. I wasn't. <laughs> I was trying to stall because I, cause I had nothing. I, I was yes anding it. Oh, I, you know, and I shut it down. You what did. kind of, what kind of improv? I'm, I'm sorry, man. It's Monday. It is Monday. Yeah, I have nothing. I just awkwardly stare off and smile. <laughs> So if you those watching you wonder like why is that goober just smiling and showing his teeth because i don't got nothing <laughs> <laughs> well we were even saying at the top of the show that like i woke up super late and tony had the squirrel exterminator at his house and so everything sort of just sort of flew together this morning and uh, we're obviously paying for it now but uh my own karen moment like earlier in the show i did the birthdays and i and i said marilyn Monroe would have been 59 but uh how about no? That would have been 94, so I had my own Karen moment. There you go. She's 59. <laughs> Here's one. A woman said, sitting next to the Ivy League economist told flight crew she had security se- se- wow. she had security concerns about the man after seeing him write in a foreign script. It turned out to be a differential equation. The guy was doing math on board an airplane, and she thought he was writing in some foreign terrorist language. Wow. Wow. The ignorance runs deep on that one. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, he was definitely, yeah, I saw him. He was writing some stuff down on his notepad with his number two pencil. I'm pretty sure that pencil was not made in America. <laughs> <laughs> not much is made in America, Karen. <laughs> what do you mean? What <laughs> 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 Here's one uh, where somebody actually made an anagram out of the uh, name Karen. So the K stands for Know Your Rights. A stands for Accuse Everyone. R stands for Request a Manager. E stands for Escalate to Authorities. And, ne- and N stands for Neglect Reason. Uh, I think that just about sums up what a Karen is perfectly. Nailed it. Nailed yeah. it. Well, folks, we... We are going to put a bullet to the head of this segment and uh, get out of it uh, as pain-free as possible. But when we come back, we're headed to the last segment of the show. It's time for you to learn, time for you to laugh, and we have Ryan with This Day in History. Don't go anywhere. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. And folks, we have mercifully made it to the last segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Monday, June 1st, and uh, we've had our struggles, but uh, we're having fun nonetheless. If you missed a portion of the show, you want to catch up on just what I'm talking about, or you want to catch up on any of the previous shows, easy enough to do so, head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcast link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, you can find everything you need there. You can also find us directly where you get your podcasts. 
That's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, iHeart, TuneIn, so many more. While you're there, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends. Remember, sharing is caring. Well, this is the portion of the show where we head into the end, but we like to uh, drop a little knowledge on you while we like to make you laugh. This is This Day in History with Ryan Wink. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's This Day in History with your correspondent on the beat, Ryan Wink. Yes, folks, it is the end of the show, and that means this day in history with yours truly, Ryan Wink. And today is June 1st, so let's take a trip back in time. On this day in 4,000 B.C., wrap your head around that, 4,000 B.C., we're talking oh, (laughs) water bottle down, I get a little animated during this segment. Feet get to flying. <laughs> was that before? And it didn't go. Coronavirus! <laughs> <laughs> Feels like it was just yesterday, 4,000 BC. 6,000 years ago. Now, this is <laughs> at the end of this, is hypothesis only. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but somewhere around that time, and it could have been today, uh, approximate domestication of the horse in the Eurasian steppes near. Uh, Derivka, central Ukraine. So, how do you pinpoint that from 6,000 years ago? You don't. <laughs> you just take a wild guess. I think 6,000 years ago that happened. That definitely happened on that day. I, I have feel. Hey, my grandmother tell me tale that uh, 6,000 year ago we take horse and we hop on and the uh, uh, giddy up uh, partner. Saddle up and ride. <laughs> hey, who knows? But it happened. It happened at some got, point. Now we got wild horses. Better. All right, moving along. On this day in 1495, first written record of Scotch whiskey appears in Escatcher Rolls of Scotland. Friar John Carr is the distiller. So, first written record of Scotch whiskey. Oh, we have Friar John to thank for so many, so many bad decisions. <laughs> Thanks, Friar. You have done a great job. We thank <laughs> you. I'm drunk right now. No, I'm not, guys. Pretty good I'm Scottish drunk. accent, though. I'm, I'm drunk good. on life. <laughs> All that drink, I, I'm dr- you're soon drunk when you talk like this. That's just that's just the way it is. That's how they got their accent. You know, they were all <laughs> English, and then uh, they all stay drunk, and it just slurs out that way. It's a perfect combo. It's a it's a <laughs> it's a time to move on to the next. <laughs> <laughs> On this day in 1831, James Clark Ross discovered the magnetic North Pole and Santa Claus's home simultaneously. Santa? Santa? Ooh, he's real? (laughs) Uh, As far as I understand, the magnetic North Pole isn't what they designated as the true North Pole, that they're slightly off. Could be wrong, but... uh, I think I heard that somewhere at some point. 
I'm not sure. Here it just says discovered the magnetic north. <laughs> I'm the type of guy. I'm like, but it says here it just it You're just right. says discovered okay. magnetic north. I don't know about. It's on Google, so it must be true. No, I think I have actually heard that. Yeah. Santa's place is not actually on the true North Pole. It's around there, but he uh, he didn't want to. You know, he's a low key guy. He did it to throw people off. That way, if they were following a compass, that uh, you know they wouldn't stumble upon it on accident. He uh, he slayed that hiding of his house. <laughs> we had to get a cricket in before the show was over. We did, we did. Thank you for that, Ryan. Yeah, that's why I did it. <laughs> All right, moving along, guys. In uh, on this day in 1845, a homing pigeon completes an 11,000 kilometer trip from Namibia to London in 55 days. Now, do you guys know about the homing pigeons? I didn't think that they flew that far. I thought they were for more like short uh, distance communication. I mean, I feel so bad for that pigeon. I mean, maybe it was the time of his life. <laughs> maybe. I mean, what if his favorite thing to do was fly long distances? There's people that love running super far. Maybe his thing was flying all day, every day for 55 days. Could be. You know, nobody, nobody asked him. Nobody bothered to ask. No, nobody bothered to ask him, you know, to, uh, he got home to a sweet dove. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll take it. This one kind of tripped me out. The 1890, 1890 U.S. census today was at 62,622,250. Wait, 622,250. Yeah. So 62 million in 1890. Now we're at what? 400 million? Yeah, we're, we're creeping up on that number. That's huge, considering that's, what, just a little more than 100 years ago. Yeah, 130 years ago, if uh, my math is uh, correct. Yeah. Man. Better than my math, brother. Where, where, where will it be in 100? I mean, I don't know. There's What's going on, maybe that's... It's just going to be stacks of people living on top of each other everywhere. Ready Player One, you see that movie? Uh, we, I did. In fact, I was thinking about that when uh, I started saying Stacks. The Stacks, yeah. that That's a great movie. I really enjoyed that movie. That was a good movie. It was a good book, too. Oh, I heard the book was even better. It's kind of like... The book uh, better than the movie, and the movie was good. Anaconda 3 was like that for me. It's like <laughs> the book was so good. And then I watched the movie, I'm like, y'all butchered it. <laughs> Uh, Anaconda 3, a literary classic. It's, it is really good. It is, you know, just the prose. <laughs> All right, what else you got for us in this day in oh, history? This day in 1967, the Beatles released Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Nice. Widely regarded as one of the greatest albums of all time. I believe it was the first concept album, too, where they basically uh, wrote all the songs around a single concept, a single idea. And uh, in that case, it was a, you know, fictional band called the Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Right. Yeah. And they utilized a bunch of different, I guess they just, they just brought in a bunch of different styles of music that weren't uh, usually used in, in 
you know, rock or whatever, you know, Indian music. and. Well, they also brought of- in a whole lot of psychedelic drugs. And, uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's where you get. For sure. I, mean, I think that's pretty clear looking at just the pictures and yeah. listening yeah. to the music as well. <laughs> Either way, it's a classic, one of my favorite all-time Beatle albums. It's a, it's a great album. It's a great. I'm going to listen to it today. I'm on the drive. <laughs> All right. Well, for the times that I uh, choke trying to tell a joke, this is a good one. On today in 1974, the Heimlich Maneuver for Rescuing Choking Victims was published in the journal Emergency Medicine. And saving lives ever since. Saving lives be- ever since. That one was hard to spit out. Oh. <laughs> choking me that was so good. <laughs> yeah we'll take it we'll accept it <laughs> i'm learning i'm learning from the pun master hey you're doing good you're doing real good i'm proud of you thanks dad <laughs> so this next one it's another music one and this is actually one of my dad's go-to karaoke songs my dad loves karaoke my dad can sniff out a karaoke bar in any town he doesn't drink anymore, but he he will sniff out. He'll somehow he'll before like Google and all that. We'd go to a town. He'd be like, "I saw a karaoke bar," <laughs> and I'm like, "How do you what? How do you find this? We're going. We're going tonight. We're going. Like no, there's no quite like I don't get an option. He just goes, "We're going." That's how we're hanging out tonight. It's karaoke, and you're singing. It, exactly. Oh yeah, yeah, no. He he makes me. I already signed you up. That's my dad. <laughs> shout out, shout out, Joe Link. But yeah, today in 1985, "Just a Gigolo Ain't Got Nobody" by David Lee Roth hits number 12. <laughs> I'm just a gigolo, and everywhere I go, <laughs> I ain't got nobody. That was a good no. song. Beep, 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 boop, boop, boop. <laughs> I was. I thought you were going to say "Don't Stop Believing" just because that's everybody's go-to karaoke song. But uh, right, not an easy song. It's not. We've got about forty-five seconds left. Uh, any uh, uh, not celebrity birthdays? Any holidays today that are of specific note? I didn't grab any holidays today, but uh, I just wanted to remember Jack Kevorkian. Oh yeah, yeah. He was released from prison. On this day in 2007, after serving eight years of a 10 to 25 year prison term for the 1998 second degree murder of Thomas Uke. And that's par for the course for uh, today's show, leaving you on the up note of the release of Dr. Death. But uh, folks, join us tomorrow. We'll be a little bit more with it, hopefully. Hopefully I'll wake up on time and uh, yeah, we'll give you a, a really good show you deserve. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody.